Northern Brewer is the proud sponsor of the Brewing Network's Jameel Show. They have the widest selection of domestic and imported malts and grain, hops from all over the world, and a full line of liquid and dry yeast. No matter what style of beer you're brewing, Northern Brewer has the ingredients you need, plus fast shipping and expert staff to help you make the best beer possible. Please visit northernbrewer.com for all things homebrew. All homebrewers have a favorite commercial beer, but not everyone can make it. Welcome to the show that teaches you how, where you can challenge two masters, Jamil Zainashev and Tasty McDole. This is the Jamil Show. Can you brew it? Now here's Jamil. Hey, howdy. Hey, my brewing brothers and sisters. Hey, everybody. Hey, I find myself in this new space here. This is the uh, new studio. First time I've been here. Oh, yeah. The the lovely uh, downtown Martinez. It's pretty bright in here. California. Yeah. We have the TV running? It's that, and it's uh, wow. nice and cool in here and air-conditioned. It and, is cool. Uh, you know, they're putting in the zip line so we can ride straight down to Creek Monkey. There's no crappy dog running around barking and <laughs> hey, where's making my, me sneeze. Where's my parking spot? I want a reserve spot. <laughs> well, that was in my contract. You know. Well, um, I used the reserve parking spots yesterday, the free parking for employees. <laughs> yeah, employees only. Yeah. And uh, you just go about three, four blocks that away oh, south. See. And um, when you see the people with the sores on their faces, <laughs> and, uh, you know you're in the right place. The people then. with it, no shoes, very dirty feet, sores on their faces, and um, the people, you know, transacting business hand to hand. That's where the free parking. That's where the good parking. The, the employee. Yeah. Right. When you, you you drive that way, and when it's you not see, that far. That's no, nice no, about this. No, no it's yeah. know, three four blocks. Yeah. And when you get there, and you you know you you drive down there, you see all this parking meters, and you just keep going until you see an area where you really don't want to leave your car. That's where the free parking is. <laughs> employees only. Yeah, employees only. Yeah. Mainly because we're the only ones stupid enough to come down to downtown Martinez <laughs> to park down there. Yeah. Apparently on the weekends, yeah, the meters are all free. I noticed that. Yeah. 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 But uh, during the week, we were here yesterday. And did uh, three uh, Bruce Strong shows. Wow, three shows. Trying try to get caught up. Caught up? What's that? We're behind. We're behind here, too, aren't we? Sorry about that, guys. Yeah, well, yeah. What What can you expect? We had, uh, uh, you know, a lot going on. We were uh, you know, off at NHC. <laughs> that was something. <laughs> Quite the time. Yeah. Uh, I did another road trip with uh, Peter and Barry. Oh, that's right, yeah. yeah. Is that yeah. up and back or just up? Up and back. Wow. You yeah. you hung out with uh, Peter and Barack Obama? Yeah. Barack Obama. Barry. Yeah. Yeah. That was his nickname. It never was. That was, that was yeah. his nickname. A stupid joke. Sorry. Get yeah. used to it. No. Um, yeah. We had a had a good time. Uh, you know, a lot of stops on the way up and on the way back. Had to kind of get back to, to things. So just kind of a quick run back. But we stopped in uh, a few a few nice places. Had There's a, a lot time. of places to stop between here and there for sure. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, next year, Philadelphia. Oh yeah, Philadelphia. who knows? I don't think I'm going to drive from here to Philadelphia. Not with uh, those two, like you guys. No, no, no. Maybe some hot chicks or something. Yeah, yeah I'll that find would work. Something. That would work. Yeah. 
Yeah. No, nah, they would probably fly out there and we'll then get the uh, Jamil bikini team we'll going. <laughs> tour around. Us, you can be the me in a toddler. bikini. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you. <laughs> oh yeah, that's a sight to see. Oh yeah. Oh, I bet you. So why do they call this Canyon Brew? That's what I want to know. What are we doing here? I mean, I haven't been I on the air in a long time. Right, yeah. I'm so we did the live shows, but those are different. <clears throat> right. Well, that was good, too. had a lot of fun with that. That's nice. Uh, but today, <clears throat> what is our challenge? JP? Right into the mic there. Just clear it right there. Uh, our challenge, uh, we were challenged to brew a Mexican lager. Mm-hmm. which uh, is an emerging favorite style of mine after having to brew this beer. But it's from Ska Brewing uh, Ska. in Durango, Colorado. Mm-hmm. And um, they do cans, so they're very progressive. They're not like 22-ounce bottles like some other breweries I know. Yeah, they put, they put it in the can? <laughs> yeah, they put it in the nice. can. But it's a Mexican lager, L-O-G-G-E-R. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll play uh, on words there. Yeah. Nice. So our challenge was to brew that. Yes. And we're going to find out if I did that or not. And somebody somebody requested that, apparently. Somebody requested it. <laughs> we don't know who, but somebody did. And then... I don't uh, get any information. We we uh, sent our, our uh, Great Britain correspondent <laughs> to the... Uh, Appropriate. We figured, you know, Colorado, Great Britain, it's you know, pretty much the same thing. And uh, Neil Spake, he, he uh, uh, was kind enough to uh, get with... Uh, uh, brewer at Ska and uh, get a great interview and let's do this let's take a short break um, where we talk about you know fantastic sponsors like uh, Northern Brewer <laughs> yeah it has yeah. been a long time since we did yeah, this show I I, how we're here yeah yeah, yeah you know the, the great folks at Northern Brewer they actually uh, provide the ingredients when we do these uh, uh, can you brew it challenges and uh, you know I think one of the reasons we have such great success you know fresh ingredients makes a great fresh taste in beer and they have wide a wide selection of stuff even when we're doing things like you know a beer that requires hop extract they got that mm-hmm. um some <clears throat> you know uh british malts that fuller's uses they got that they got uh, you know everything that we need to make uh, all great examples of these commercial uh, beers uh northern brewers got it and uh they've had our back since since the beginning they've sponsored this show Spent a lot of money on keeping this show on the air, so uh, yeah, we don't. We, yeah, we don't want anyone to know. Don't, don't, don't let them add it up or anything. Well, they don't listen to the show anyway, so you know how, how would they know? How would they know? Uh, but they're a great, great bunch of folks. Uh, you know, great service, great products, great pricing. Um, you know, they really take care of the customers, and that's why they've they've uh, yeah. grown so big and, and done so well. Well, and, yeah, selection uh, is king, especially like with, on this show. We get specific recipes. We have to get sort of like those ingredients, to, right, right, to make that beer. So, yeah, it really helps. Right. Well, let's do this. Let's take a short break. When we come back, we'll hear the interview uh, with Ska after this. In a world where everything has been lost, what happened to the city? It's in ruins. Only one man has the ancient knowledge to restore civilization. Uh, I need a drink. Oh no, the liquor store's been ransacked. 
You looking for beer, stranger? <laughs> Boy, all the liquor got drunk up in the first 25 minutes of the apocalypse. Wait, there's still some bottles over... Oh, no. Those are non-alcoholic beer. <laughs> I reckon you better stick to arrowroot tea and a desperate nomadic existence like the rest of us. People, I'm a home brewer. I know how to make alcohol. with me if you want the beer. Okay, I'm going to need some big plastic buckets. He is the chosen one. The prophecies say that he's going to get us wasted. Someone start heating water. And From the creators of Northern Brewer, the people who brought you $7.99 Brew Saver shipping, massive selection, and superior customer service comes... Again. What? Why? It's just too ridiculous. Insane prices, stupid contracts, high shipping costs, crappy selection. Dude, you need Nico Brew. Nico Brew will rock your fing face right the f off your fing skull. $5 shipping to all 50 states, plus fantastic international rates get you low prices on Nico Brew's great selection of hops and more. Whether you're a home brewer, a pro brewer, or a home brew shop owner, Nico Brew can get you the hops you need in increments big and small, single orders, spot buys, or full contracts. And there's only one place to join the Uber Special Secret Elite Bare Bones Club where you'll get the best deals anywhere. Holy f***ing shit! NicoBrew.com N-I-K-O-B-R-E-W Nico Brew, your bare bones buddy in the brewing business. BN Army, Hop Tech has a great discount waiting for you. Do you often find it difficult to find specific specialty ingredients for your homebrew recipes? Well, listen to this. Hop Tech stocks 59 different grains to choose from, 39 varieties of pellet hops, and 8 kinds of holy pops. And Hop Tech not only carries Y yeast and White Labs yeast for you, but also Fermentus, 04, 5, 6, 23, 33, and T58 Belgian yeast, plus Cooper's, Nottingham, and Windsor yeasts. Got your recipe ready to go? Pick up some great brew gear like new long and short sleeve shirts, games, and more. HopTech's new website is being updated every day with new items. If you don't see it, call the shop. They're open six days a week. BN Army and AHA members get a 10% discount, and active military personnel get 15% off. Visit HopTech.com today for great selection, great service, and a great discount. HopTech.com. When you hear Blickman Engineering, think innovation, passion, quality, and customer service. Blickman Gear is designed by brewers to give you a sense of pride in your equipment. At Blickman, they know what makes brewing a pain and build gear that makes it fun. Like the Intuitive Beer Gun, a completely different approach to filling bottles. The Therminator Wart Chiller, a new take on a plate chiller that's sized for flow, performance, and the high groundwater temps homebrewers face every day. The Brewmometer, a brilliant weldless thermometer design with brewing parameters right on the dial. The Auto Sparge, ultimate simplicity for preventing an overflow or running your mash tun dry. And much more, like the modular top-tier brewing stand, conical fermenters, and their boiler maker brew pots. With more cutting-edge equipment coming soon, keep up with the latest from Blickman at BlickmanEngineering.com and stay on the cutting edge. Now back to the 
the challenge. Can you brew it? This is Neil Spake again with the Brewing Network, and I'm in the Ska Brewery in Durango, Colorado once again with uh, Dave Thibodeau and Bill Graham. And today's topic is Mexican lager. It's probably one of the unique beers, I think, in the, in the craft industry, especially in the South where it's hot. It's a, it's a very popular beer, and I think it'd be a really interesting one to talk about. So we appreciate you spending the time with us today. You bet. To go over. You bet. So what is the what is the story behind Mexican lager? It's, it's actually a stupid story. A long time ago, we we kind of uh, we named beers. We thought of funny names, and then we would decide to brew that style of beer. And we were we were closet being being so hot here, closet Pacifico drinkers. Okay, and yep. uh, it was kind of. You know, after the first, yeah, after that first, <laughs> after that first shakeout, and then things started to climb again, and people were kind of poo-pooing on putting stuff in your beer. Till, thank God for Dogfish Head, um, telling everybody it's okay to put anything in any beer. But uh, we, um, because we always had this affinity for throwing lines in the Mexican beer, and so we just called it Mexican Lager instead of. Pacifico or whatever it was and then we thought god wouldn't it be funny to just create another ska character like some of our other characters that is the Mexican lager right L-O-G-G-E-R and that's kind of we wanted to brew our own version of it a little more souped up than Pacifico we still throw limes in it um it was great this year talking to the liquor stores here in Durango it was outselling Bud Light in Durango two to one. Oh that's what we want. Yeah. <laughs> we need more of that. Bring it on. So and in Texas it's I mean it's perfect. It's yeah, it's absolutely. awesome. We we our original it's now in cans and available outside of Durango. This year was the first year we ever did that. It's only our summer seasonal. Oh, okay. Um it's always been in bottles. For years we've had it only around the Durango area in bottles. It has a little bit of an issue with the bottle label. Um there's a Mexican guy taking a siesta with a chainsaw, and um, the, the, it didn't go over so well. Even though we just we justified it pretty well, it was just a little harder to sell in a couple other places like New Mexico. Right. Um, yeah. But um, but the can has a different label. He's actually he's actually got his chain. He's wielding his chainsaw. He's a superhero. Yeah. There you go. But we we made a big stink and wrote a story about. And the Mexican government getting rid of the siesta and blah, all this crazy stuff. It's a funny story that's still on the bottom of the, the bottle six pack, but uh, the can's a little less, a little less, uh, a little more politically correct, I guess. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but um, nonetheless, we're not going to change the bottle and uh, or the six pack carrier. And we love the story and we love the beer and it's it's a big deal in Durango. It's, waiting for it to come out every summer, but sold well in our other, blew up in our other markets this year. So, so you plan to keep it as just a summer, or are you going to start doing a year Yeah, we'll just keep it as a summer beer. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's fun to brew as, as our summer seasonal because it, I mean, really, we, we're waiting for, like, all, the whole reason we brew it is because of that heat. Yeah. You know, and that refreshing aspect of it. I mean, sure, you can get geeked out all you want, but 
I mean, a huge Imperial IPA on a 95 degree day just isn't doing it. I'm shocked. <laughs> Not for me. Instant nap time. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, yeah. yeah, so like, you know, uh, we knew when we went into other markets and some stuff outside of our Durango backyard where we could kind of do whatever we want. We would take some lumps from the gigs and so go ahead, bring it on, let me have it. But yeah. I love the beer personally, and I think we do a really good job of brewing it. It's, it's big, it's flavorful, and it's... Uh, but still very sessionable. Very yeah, sessionable. Yeah, absolutely. That's yeah. hard to do. Yeah, so. definitely. Yeah. And that's one of the reasons we're talking about it. Yeah. Right? It was... I, I don't think... I honestly think for three months this summer, that was the the only beer I took out of the brewery, which is odd, because it's a six, different six-pack every time, but when we hit those June, July, August, yeah. I was all about Mexican lager, so it was, I love it, I look forward to it, I can't wait until spring when we got it out Back again. at it again. Yeah. Yep. So, what's the bad choice on this guy? Uh, again, since it's our summer seasonal, we we typically hit the, the ground running, and we'll brew it in... Again, we have a 30-barrel brew house, so we're going to be operating off of functions of three. Yeah. Um, we, we will make 240 barrels of this to get started, but then we'll probably drop it down to 90s and 60s as the summer starts to wane. Okay. Um, that helps us out in keeping our, you know, our packaging splits. Um, like, for example, if one market's doing really well in kegs and we'll need more kegs, it, it helps us like kind of vary that. Like, yeah. uh, and then that doesn't make much sense, but the smaller the batch, it, it's easier for us to like exactly hit the number of cases versus the number of kegs. Uh, whereas, like at the beginning of the year, when we fill those 240 barrel fermenters, we're pretty much running the canning lines constantly, trying to fill the, the cans or, or the bottling lines, and just filling. Pack, we're just packaging, not worrying about the kegs at that point in time. Okay. So, okay. All right. So, what's the starting gravity on this piece? Uh, original gravity is 1.047. Okay. Um, again, I, I'm not sure what that is in, in Play-Doh. That's uh, fine. Have to we can easily we can work it out. Uh, final gravity is going to finish out at 1.007. So, so we're going to get quite a bit of fermentation out of this. Uh, that's going to give us about 5.4 ABV. Okay. So this. Uh, Yep. Sessionable, but you better watch it. Better watch yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. We we actually originally brewed it closer to five percent. Yeah. And uh, but once we were going to be packaging it and and sh- shipping it to our other markets, yep. we just bumped it up a notch because it's right around five percent is depending on really what you're doing on the filtering side is is a little different on shelf stability. Okay. And so it's kind of a. Uh, once we were actually selling it in our other markets, we thought it might be a, a, a smart to bump it up a little bit. Yeah. It's still very sessionable. It's hard to tell, yeah. um, but a little higher than it. A little higher than it was when it was only Durango. Right. So it's there are some old like versions of the beer and recipes and descriptions where you'll still see that it was between four or five percent that right. exist on the interwebs yeah. from over the years. Yeah. <laughs> um, but. In all honesty, it's 5.4% now. Okay, cool. What about the color? I don't have any SRM information on there. It's very, very light. Um, let's see what i got here. Should be the uh, bottom tab. There you go. Um, let's see, color is going to be 4 to 5. Okay. 
it's a light beer, so yeah, it's, very, it's, kind it's of really really beer. light. Like the way I've always described it, it's like beyond like straw. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's white. And the uh, bitterness level? IBUs is uh, 16. 16. Yep. Okay. And carbonation? Uh, 272 volumes. 2.72. I think that's our most carbonated, our highest level of carbonation of we, we all our beers. We would like to go even a little higher, but uh, honestly, our machinery here just won't hang. Okay. I mean, if you got into 2.8 in a keg, I'd be happy with it. Okay. Cool. Uh, what about the grain bill? Grain bill. It is... Um, you know, I have this as a extract recipe, but if you just kind of substitute in, um, I don't know, have probably eighty percent two row. Okay. And then um, I'll just I'll basically outline the, the malt bill and then try to come back with some uh, percentages. But it's it's Munich uh, Victory and um, Carapils. Okay. Malts. Yep. Um, and. Uh, and the two row. Um, you could also use like a, a like a more of a lager style malt, uh, Marisata or something like that. But you want it still to be a fairly light, so that's why we use the, the two row. And I would probably say like ninety percent two row, and of the remaining three, just split them up three percent each to get oh, to hundred okay. percent. Victory is an interesting choice. What is it in there? Victory it just gives you a little bit of like a nutty flavor. Right. It just basically gives this incredibly light, standalone kind of traditional adjunct beer some balls. Yeah, I think it's. I think the victory, just that little percentage of victory malt, yeah. is what what sets it apart from something like Pacific or something. Right. It's a little it's it just it just gives it a little bit more and a slight nutty character, you know, so it just it just it's what makes it more accessible to a, a craft beer drinker that wants a sessionable beer. Yeah. So, yeah, Victory is an interesting one, but it, it is. Yeah. It's the, I, I think it's the secret. Don't, don't use a lot. Yeah. yeah right. Um, adjuncts. And then there's adjuncts as well. We use uh, uh, dextr- uh, dextrose. Dextrose, okay. Yep. And we'll use about 10% of our uh, malt bill okay. in dextrose, and we add that at the very end of the boil. We're really, what we're trying to do is just pasteurize the dextrose. It should be fairly sterile, but we want to make sure that we don't have any bugs growing, etc. So we'll, we'll boil for about 20 minutes with the dextrose. This is a traditional, you know, Adjunct beer. Yeah. Use adjuncts. Yeah, definitely. To make it. I mean, there's no way you're going to get the kind of character that we're after without yeah. Yeah, that light of color and and but still bump the alcohol up over five and we you could use corn in the mash as you know an adjunct there and like uh, like flake corn or like maize like or, yeah and uh, and get the same thing but you're gonna add color you're gonna add flavor definitely gonna, you're add, gonna add a bunch of different things that you're not really after I mean again this is an adjunct beer so that's the only adjunct you use then uh-huh. okay. Yep. And what about the uh, the mash schedule? Is it a, an infusion? Do you do? A we do a single. Step? We do a single step infusion on this. You okay. could, um, if you had the time and the inclination, do uh, decoction mash. All right. Uh, because it is a lager, I don't think you're getting that much out of a decoction mash, especially with an adjunct style lager. Right. Right. 
just go with the single step infusion is my advice. Um, we want to go a little bit uh, cool, colder. The water profile on the spear is pretty important again. Okay. Um, it's probably not going to be as important as, say, your uh, um, IPAs or even a double IPA or even a stout for that matter. But it, we, we want to hit a really good, clean lager profile water. So it's pretty easy with this beer to boil your water first, and then either use that directly if you've driven off enough of your uh, salts and components, or you know you really want to uh, copy a like a you know a good Pilsner water, and I would even go you know a German or a Czech Pilsner water profile. Okay. Uh, so mash temp again. Mash temp. Um, 150 degrees. We're kind of on the colder end of things. Right. Um, you could raise that up to about 155, but we like to crop, like hold at about 150. Okay. And you stand for? Oh, we typically stand for an hour again um, before we start our like recirculations and things like that. Again, we're really just trying to uh, ensure that all of our grains got properly soaked and that we're getting conversion. Right. Okay. And then you start sparge. And Start the sparge again. We we like to sparge pretty warm, yeah. and, and slowly bring that your mash temperature up, and try to finish up with an internal mash temperature of about 160, 164. Do like any of the raising during that during that mash. Now with this beer, in order to avoid some huskiness uh, and some undesirables, yeah. we'll basically run off to uh, about four degrees plant. So one point. 016 approximately right uh in specific gravity then we'll kill the sparge okay and we'll top the kettle up with just uh, our brew water so So our treated brew water we'll we'll top it is the sparge again 170 or do you lower the sparge temperature about 170 about 170 and then roughly an hour yeah it it takes us about an hour to an hour and 15 minutes to fill it Okay. And typically, like when we're home brewing, um, you folks in Radio Land can't see the apparatus that's behind me here, but there's our pilot systems directly behind it. That it, we, when we pilot brew these beers as well, well, you know, we, we try to take an hour to an hour and fifteen minutes to fill our cattle. Yeah, and that's how long it should take. I couldn't that, agree more. To get that liquid through the through your mash bed. Right. Okay. So uh, boil time on this one. You can, we reduce a little bit. We boil for 60 minutes. Okay. Um, we're not after any caramelization at all in the kettle. In fact, that would be a bad thing. Um, and our evaporation is, sure, it's nice, but we're not really trying to increase that. Our sugar should be there. Yeah. And any of our sugar that we're trying to adjust for through evaporation, etc., we're really doing this to sterilize, to get our bitterness, all those sort of things. We're doing all of our sugar adjustments with adjunct. Okay. So if we're low, if we're high, more sugar, less sugar. Yeah. Does okay. That make sense? Yeah, it and does. By that, corn sugar. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Dexterous. So uh, then, do you use the same yeast nutrient in this yeah. as well? Yeah, I like I like yeast dex. I think it works really well. It's it's zinc based and the, about the only nutrient, about the only mineral that you're not getting when you're doing your barley um, infused mashes, things like that, is zinc. Right. So you need a little so bit of that. Just in a little bit of zinc to kind of 
Nudge along again. I'm a production brewer. I want to see things fermenter and take off and go. Yeah, definitely. You don't have time to screw around. So, and copper findings? Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll again use, I think, we'll flock. Flock. Just something, just something to, like, Protein catch flight. whatever. Whatever. Right. Get them to coagulate and sell out in the world. Okay. What about the hop profile on this guy? Hop profile. Now it's lots of fun. We now he's getting noble. Excited. Getting excited. Now they have lots of noble hops. Uh, Tetnings and Czech uh, sauce. So sauce is the major flavor and aroma component, and tets are our bittering component. Okay. And what is the hop schedule? Hop schedule. Uh, really quick. I like to go. So I get a hop break. Again, so we wait about 10 minutes after the start of our boil and make sure that we get a good hot break, let those proteins dissolve back into the cattle. Um, and so at, with 50 minutes, we'll add the tats, um, and then we'll we'll go to about 30 minutes and then add some more tats, and then uh, in five minutes, we'll add a combination of saws and tats to get them both. And then, uh, again, we use a zero-minute addition with this beer, okay. just saws at the very end, just so that you get that good, skunky, sort of stinky um, sauce, hot, like, kind of cheesy, right. aroma so 100% sauce at the end. Yep. Yep. Okay. And question again. Rough percentage of your IBU is in the Tetanang bitterness? Any idea? Rough guess? Probably 75%. That's 75? Okay. Uh, okay. I assume there's no, like, hop back or dry hopping involved in this one. This is like Bruno Pilsner. Right. You just, you know, boom, boom. Everything's good. It's very German. Think German while you're making this. Right. You know, in fact, I mean, this is like the, the tradition of the, the Mexican lagers, the, you know, Pacifico, those beers that part of that we talked about. Yeah, is there, was a, yeah. there was a big German influence in the brewing scene there. So, yeah, think like a, a like German. Exactly. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's very regimented. It's just everything's like, should be like clockwork. Uh, there's no playing around. Yep. Add your hops around time. Run the whirlpool, knock out, everything should be regimented on time. So then off to fermentation? Yep. And ferment, so we're talking lagers. We I like to do a little bit of screwing around with the fermentation profile that those Mexican Germans would probably be irritating having to fit with, yeah. But um I like to go into the, my fermenter and I like to leave it warm. By warm, I'm talking ale temperatures for one day. One day, okay. 68 degrees for one day. Then I crash down to 50 and we'll ferment. We'll get our primary fermentation at 50. Then I'll bring it. And in that process, when I still have some residual sugars going on and still fermenting, I'll go ahead and drop down into the high 40s. For that one day, the brewery really smells like farts. Oh, <laughs> it does. Big Wonderful. sulfur character. Wonderful. Like, everybody's wondering what's going on the first day that the brewers make Mexican lager each year. <laughs> uh, yeah, you just, it, it, holding it, that, that ale temperature gets my yeast to kick. Yep. We drive off a lot of that sulfur component, and then we start to like, get into more lagering temperatures where we're not necessarily driving too much off. 
Yeah. You know, it's not like a big party ale fermentation. It's very slow and deliberate. Right. And uh, there's not the volatiles aren't being driven off. So you crash it to 50? Yep. And then do you... Uh, we'll maintain at 50, and we'll, like I said, we'll, we'll get a lot of fermentation going on at 50, the majority. Okay. Then I'll just bring it down to about 48, 49 degrees. Do you step it down, like 2 no. degrees a day? Or no, I'll just bring it down. I'll just bring it down there. Uh, then we'll, we'll let it sit there, and then we'll start our diastole rest. We'll come back up to 68. We'll leave it at 68 for a couple of days. Get a good solid diastole rest, and then we'll crash it all the way back down to 45 in one step. One step. And then we'll go, if we need to pull yeast, we'll do it at that point, start dropping yeast, and then we'll, we'll lager um, with a good yeast load. We don't pull off too much at that point. You know, if, if we do pull some off, it's, it's really just to drop out some of the cold break, some of the different things that could be in the fermenter, and get our harvest out. Um, Otherwise, then we'll, we'll start lagering. And we'll lager at 40 degrees for several weeks. Now how many? Several? Well, probably Berries based two, on... well, two to three weeks okay. at this point. We'll lager. And we'll lager at that, at that cold temperature. And then right before we go to filtration, we'll drop it down to 32. Create some chill days that we can filter out. Okay. Filter, force carbonate to 272. And away you go. Yeast strain. Yeah. So Tasting. Yeah, yeast strain. What, what yeast, yeast would you recommend for this? This is pretty vital. Yeah. It, I'd, I'd say it's the secret of the beer, except it, for the dextrose. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you can make this eat beer a Mexican lager, you need to use the Mexican city, Mexico City strain, which is WLP 946. There's a lot of info too, but if it's something you want to brew multiple times, reusing that yeast, you'll find that that next crop, it, it, it depends on how much time you have to really get it, but it cleans up a little bit after the initial oh. fermentation. So that initial fermentation is heavy sulfur, so you have to give it the time it needs, and then you can back off a little bit on that, I would say, after that initial... The, the nice thing about sulfur as well as you can drive it off. Right. You can drive it off with like by bubbling CH3 and things like that. So as you know, relax, don't worry, have a homebrew. Yeah, exactly. If you're smelling too much sulfur, tasting too much, you know, start doing some investigation because this one can be safe. Don't don't freak out and dump it. Right. Yeah, we don't want to do that if we don't <laughs> have to, sure. No, I know not ever, but you know, there's uh these beers can be safe this way and that Dave's right. You know, like typically we will brew like a 60 barrel batch. It's kind of like our cropping batch before we brew the two forties. Okay. Because of that. So that's good. No, that's a good tip. Definitely. So serving temperature, cold. Cold. Cold is better. (laughs) Definitely. And I still, I, I absolutely like throwing limes in it. It's great without a lime, but. I like throwing a lime in. I like buying a bag of key limes, bringing this stuff home every day, yeah. drinking a six-pack every day. 
Absolutely. Put the line. You in should there. drink a six pack of this every night. Every at night. least. <laughs> okay. Any uh, final thoughts you want to leave the audience with on this beer? Or anything else in general? Actually? This beer, it's really fun. This is a really fun style to make. It's like really. It's, it's really hard. straightforward. It's not an easy style. No, it's not an easy style, but it's really all. straightforward. Treat it like clockwork, you know, be regimented, but at the same time, like, it's such a fun style. It's such a fun style to, like, open up your kegerator in the middle of the summer and pour yourself a pint of Mexican lager that you made yourself. Like, what can we cook? It's 105 degrees outside. I'm going to sit in the shade and drink this. Definitely in Austin. <laughs> yeah. If you're in Texas, this is the way to go. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's fun. You know? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, and you can say there's you got the whole rest of the year for like big, yeah, you know, double this incredible huge that. It's fun making it. You know, it's fun to make. Fun. You got to go back to back to back brews on it too, because it, unless you just have a lot of time on your hands, yeah. you're gonna go through this beer in a hurry. Yeah, I believe it. <laughs> so get get some early brews in and build up some stock before you, pop, before you pop that first and one it, open. It, the challenge of it, too, is, you know, you're brewing it for the summertime, but this, it's a lager. Yeah. You need all your cooling. Everything's no got to be right on time. Any sort of breakdown, you're Toast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you don't want any crazy esters popping out from high fermentations. Right. So. Okay. Well, once again, I really appreciate it. It's been a fantastic time. This is sweet. Thanks for coming. Absolutely. Cheers. Cheers. Hi, this is Push from the Brewing Network, and I want to tell you about the Brewmaster's Warehouse and how you can get 10% off your next order. I'm a pretty techie guy, but I've never seen an online store like this. It's awesome. Go to brewmasterswarehouse.com and click on Brew Builder. You can whip up a custom recipe so easily even Sven could do it. Seriously, it's slick. You can share your recipe with your own logo and notes to the Brewmaster's database if you want. And the best part, it keeps a running tally of the beer you're building while you're doing it. Then, bam, click Buy Recipe and your cart is filled and ready to go with helpful suggestions in case you forgot something. This thing is amazing. Brewmaster's Warehouse is run the way a home brewer would do it with great service, fast turnaround, and $6.99 flat rate shipping. Brewmaster's Warehouse and the Brew Builder blew me away. Check it out today at brewmasterswarehouse.com. I'm serious. And don't forget to put BN Army in the discount code box for 10% off your order. Check out brewmasterswarehouse.com. Cheers. When Michael Fairbrother started Moonlighting, he had no idea how quickly his dream was going to grow. Having homebrewed for 15 years, Michael decided to go pro, but not with beer. While attending his homebrew club meetings, he saw ladies knocking their men out of the way to try his mead. Moonlight Meadery is now two years old and can produce 200,000 bottles a year. It's the first New Hampshire winery to ever distribute to California and Australia. In fact, you can find... Find Moonlight Meadery Meads in Connecticut, Massachusetts, Maine, Rhode Island, Vermont, and New Hampshire. And they ship direct to 17 states. They produce 56 different varieties of mead and are unlike anything you've ever seen on the market. Michael Fairbrother at Moonlight Meadery is a real success story that can make the BN Army proud. Visit Moonlight Meadery in Londonderry, New Hampshire or online at MoonlightMeadery.com. Nico, listen, our lawyer said that we had to do this for one hour, and after this, we don't have to talk to each other for three more months until the, the next meeting. Kids. Come on, let's get out of here. I'm supposed to have more lines, so I'm the professional. <clears throat>
Hey, it's Sully. And I'm Nico. And we opened the 21st Amendment nine years ago at 563 2nd Street in San Francisco, just two blocks from Giants Park, to make great beer and have a great time doing it. That's right, because to us, the 21st Amendment is more than just the right to make beer. It's the right to experiment, to be innovative, and just do things differently. And so now, we're putting our craft beer in cans. That's right, cans. You can find our world-famous Heller High Watermelon Wheat Beer and Brew Free or Die IPA throughout California and Alaska. And now it's also available on draft at select accounts in the Bay Area. So next time you're at your local neighborhood pub or good beer store, be sure to ask for 21st Amendment in cans. Because everyone likes it in the can. Tasty Crack Cans. Tasty Crack Cans. A vial of White Labs yeast is the key to your best beer. When you open a vial of White Labs yeast, you're giving your beer its best chance for a perfect fermentation. In addition to their already incredible variety of yeasts, White Labs is proud to announce WLP 90, San Diego's super yeast, now available year-round. WLP 90 is super clean, super fast fermenting, with low esters and has a neutral flavor and aroma profile. It's alcohol tolerant and highly flocculent. For more of the latest White Labs news, click over to whitelabs.com, where you can read reviews of yeast, learn in the lab section, and join the customer club. And if you should find yourself in San Diego, White Labs has a brand new training facility for craft brewers and home brewers alike. Whitelabs.com. Discover yeast, nutrients, enzymes, and more for commercial breweries, home brewers, and homebrew stores. White Labs. It's all in the vial. Now back to the challenge. Can you brew it? Yeah, speaking of the challenge, I was just doing the show as a challenge. It's that beer revolution last night until, until they closed. But they closed at like 10.30. So. Here you are drinking beer at 9.30 in the morning. You're a real trooper, you know. Right, yeah. Knowing that you had a full day of radio ahead of you? Yes. Yes, I still did. I question your dedication. <laughs> I question my intelligence. Is what I question. <laughs> All right. Uh, so great interview. Neil Neil always does a great job and uh, went out there to Ska and uh, uh, got them to divulge, uh, open the kimono, give them the full the full Monty. Uh, let's see here. Recipe for <clears throat> six gallons of of wort at the end of the boil. Uh, anticipated starting gravity 1047 or 11.6 Play-Doh. Uh, anticipated SRM 4.1 using the uh, Mori color. I've used 15.9 using Rager. Uh, assuming 70% efficiency, 60 minute boil. Uh, uh, domestic two row, uh, 3.89 kilos or 83.5%. Uh, Munich malt. Uh, 140 grams, 3.1 percent. Victory malt, 140 grams, 3.1 percent. And then uh, corn sugar or dextrose, uh, 480 grams or 10.3 percent. <clears throat> Hops, 20 grams of tetanang, uh, four and a half percent alpha acid, 50 minutes. Uh, seven grams tetanang, four and a half percent alpha acid. Uh, 30 minutes, 7 grams tetanang, 4.5% alpha acid, 5 minutes, 7 gr- grams of saz, uh, 
let's see, three and a half percent alpha acid, five minutes, and seven uh, grams of size, three and a half alpha acid at zero minutes. Uh, as far as yeast, White Labs WLP 940 Mexican Lager. Uh, mash was uh, 150 degrees Fahrenheit. And uh, what other notes we have here? Soft water. Ferment one day at 68 Fahrenheit to kick the yeast and drive off sulfur character. Uh, crash down to 50, then drop down to a high uh, 48-49 Fahrenheit as activity slows. Uh, bring up to 68 for a diacetyl rest for about two days. Uh, crash down to 45 degrees and lager at 40 for two to three weeks. Drop down to 32, filter and force carbonate. Final gravity should be about uh, 1007. Well, let's see here. During the break, we were <coughs> tasting the... Uh, Sleeping. We were, we were looking at the bird out on the creek behind the studio. <laughs> Watching it hunt, and we tasted the uh, blind tasted the commercial example and the homebrew example. Uh, blind tasting, no evidence whatsoever, right? Of, of which would be which? No, no, not at all. But let's see here. Um, <clears throat> why don't we start with? Uh, why don't we start with McDole? McDole, tasty. oh yeah, That's uh, what they uh, used to call me. Oh, tasty. Well, I know you from, from the small yeah. days. I know you from way back when. This week. When uh, you were still Mike. They, they put up a best of uh, the Brew Network thing. Because uh, uh-huh. we didn't do a show in like, like a, couple of, you know, a couple of weeks. Yeah. And it was like the second time I was on it, and Justin yeah. was calling me Mike McDole. I thought that was just, it just felt weird. <laughs> Who the fuck is that guy? He said, and Mike McDole is here. Like, oh, yeah, that's me, gee. I don't remember him, ever me calling that. He said, a long time ago. It's in 2007. Uh yeah, this beer. Uh well, you know, if you see on TV, they're a lot different in color and uh, clarity, which is uh, common, and uh, we get that a lot with our home brewing thing. You know, there's mm-hmm. a lot of uh, conditioning uh, that has to be done. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it just doesn't have time for that. Um, you know, this is another one of those things where you know, uh, once you you reconcile the differences in the beer in terms of like the clarity and the uh, some of the things that are probably being carried in the beer, uh, I feel that that uh, that the the the, the uh, commercial beer is in is in uh, JP's uh, uh, homemade version. Uh, I think the recipe is is is, is pretty much the, the right recipe. Mm-hmm. So I would say uh, cloned and uh, for, you know fairly well made. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, Taryn, what would you say? You got to come on, come on. I don't have a mic. He doesn't have a mic. Okay, signal. Well, she gives it thumbs up. Yeah, she doesn't know though. <laughs> that was mean. That was totally mean. Yeah. Well. All right. Um, yeah, I also noticed a slight disparity in clarity between these two beers. Well, you know, uh, this is a good. This the beer had a good story. <laughs> well, and I and, and I, I don't filter. I think yeah. I think so. with filtration, I think uh, you'd have the same clarity. I think you'd end up with the same color. Because uh, you know, I think I think that haze is is just making it look like a different color. But I think if you filtered that, you'd end up with uh, uh, pretty much a spot on color. Um, you know, but I thought that the the recipe, yeah, I wouldn't change the recipe. I think um, you know, it's just a matter of filtration at this point. Uh, but yeah, well done. I, I guess I call that cloned as well. How about you? 
Um, I, yeah, I'd, I'd call it clone. I did have some interesting um, times trying to clone the beer, though. Mm-hmm. Um, I happened to brew it. As I told you, um, I, you know, I shut down brewing in the summertime because it's just too hot in my garage, and my conical only has one cooling fan, and I don't want to muck with any other kind of cooling, so I just don't brew mm-hmm. in the summertime, and I'm totally fine not to. Um, so I planned this, this brew day out. It was going to be fairly cool during that week. You know, started, got all the ingredients, got the yeast starter going, built it up really nice. And the day before I was going to brew, it spiked to like 100. Mm. So the thing said, you know, pitch at 68 for 24 hours and then crash down to 50. <laughs> yeah. I don't have a glycol uh, right. system at home. So I got so it you down. pitched at 100. I pitched at 10,000. <laughs> I boiled it. Uh-huh. No, I pitched at 68, uh-huh. which was totally fine, uh, but I couldn't get it below 60. Mm. So it sat at 60 for you know 24 48 hours because mm-hmm. i just couldn't get it cold enough it was mm-hmm. the thing was running for for 48 hours straight so it never got down to the cooler temperatures um to finish off fermentation um i racked it off into two kegs one keg was absolutely gorgeous it was great there was a lot more esters in mm-hmm. the first in the in, in the beer because of that higher temperature i would imagine unlike this beer from ska the commercial beer it was uh it's a little more subdued Mm-hmm. I think probably because of the, you know, lager temperatures. But uh, anyway, um, so I put, <laughs> I don't know, I got a whole bunch of excuses. The first keg was great. The second keg, I think it tastes a little cidery. It's a little funky. Um, I ran out of gas. I think I have a, a seal broken in my keg. A friend came in from out of town. A friend came in from out of town. Well, I share my keg right now with, with, with friggin' Beardy. So he <laughs> needs his beer on. And, and so I only have so many taps. Like, okay, fine. So I, I took off the gas in there. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, whatever. Anyway, I had to transfer it to my empty keg, which had yeast in it already. A little bit of, you know, had settled out from the last batch. And it's a pain in the ass. So I'm not happy with this keg of beer. The first, you should have had it way back when. It was great. <laughs> but uh, this, I, I didn't like. But uh, um, compared the, the commercial beer to, to the other keg, I think it's, I think it's cloned. All right. I really do. I think it. Uh, I, I think it's a really good recipe, and it's fairly simple. Mm-hmm. You know, even with the temperature fluctuations and stuff like right. that, I actually like it at a warmer temperature. I liked the the esters that the White Labs Mexican Lager used threw off. I thought they were great. Mm-hmm. You know? yeah. So I, I I would say if you want a nice little twist on this, don't ferment it at fifty. Mm-hmm. Do it at fifty five or 60. do it at a hundred. Yeah. Do it at a hundred degrees. Yes, and watch it for five days straight. Yeah, anyway. I think at 100 degrees probably done in a day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I think it's a nice beer. It's you know, it's got a crispness to it. Uh, good, uh, you know, hop character. Um, you know, refreshing, but mm-hmm. you know, with a with a craft beer character to it. It's not a lot of times. I think breweries make these uh, you know these lighter lager beers, trying to you know kind of make a Budweiser type of thing, but. Um, you know, it is possible to make a full flavored, uh, you know, clean, crisp lager too. Yeah, and uh, I think that's what they've done. All right, I agree. Well, let's take a short break, and uh, we come back. We'll we'll wrap up, and any questions from the chat, things like that, we'll we'll cover them then. 
back after this. Hey guys, it's Justin here reminding you that you can help the BN help you by shopping for all your adult needs over at adamandeve.com. And for a limited time only, if you use coupon code CYBI for Can You Brew It, use coupon code CYBI, you can choose three free DVDs. Choose anything you like from topics such as amateur, Asian, big breast, big butts, uh, interactive point of view. I don't care what you're into. It's probably good stuff. Just go get it at adamandeve.com using coupon code CYBI and you'll also get 50% off just about any one item. There's all sorts of toys and fun stuff over there and free shipping and an extra gift so cool that they won't even let us tell you about it. You just have to order and get the gift and then you'll find out how cool it is and then you can call and tell us about it and uh, everybody wins. Go to adamandeve.com right now. You can even shop on your mobile phone or mobile device. They have a mobile site. Just go to adamandeve.com and it'll take you there. Coupon code CYBI. Choose three free DVDs, 50% off just about any one item and, uh, you know, free shipping and a cool gift. What more could we ask for? What more do you want? AdamandEve.com. Do it now. Hi, I'm Jamel Zanishef, and in addition to my work on the Brewing Network, I write the style profile column in every issue of Brew Your Own magazine. Hi, I'm Sean Paxton, and when I'm not prepping for the homebrewed chef on the Brewing Network, you can find me writing articles on how to cook with your homebrew for Brew Your Own magazine. Greetings, cretins. This is John Palmer, and when I'm not writing for Brew Your Own, I'm reading it. John Palmer, Sean Paxton, Jamil Zanishev. If you love listening to them on the Brewing Network, you'll love reading their articles, tips, and recipes in the pages of Brew Your Own magazine. Join Jamil, John, and Sean eight times a year in Brew Your Own. And when you subscribe to BYO on the Brewing Network website, half of your subscription price goes right back to the BN to support great beer and food programming. So sign up for Brew Your Own magazine through the BN website today so you can listen and read. Read your way to better homebrew. Seven short minutes of California State Route 101. There lies a secret oasis for all craft beer lovers. It's relax, grilling and chilling, bro. Relax, grilling and chilling in Hollister, California is a craft beer lover's dream come true. Not like a creepy JP dream. Like a normal craft beer lover's dream. 30 taps pouring your favorite craft beer. Visit Relax Grilling and Chilling on Facebook to see the most up-to-date beers and what's on the grill. And let us grill so you can chill. Angus burgers, filet mignon and ribeye steaks, dogs and sandwiches and more. Great food, great beer in a place where you can kick back and relax. Tuesdays are brewery nights. Come in to celebrate and you're not limited to enjoying your favorite brew at the restaurant. Relax Grilling and Chillin' has beer to go. Relax Grilling and Chillin'. Let them grill so you can chill. When I order a beer, I want my server to know more about it than I do. I want someone who enjoys good beer and loves helping others enjoy it, too. I want someone who knows how to pour a perfect pint for any beer style. I want a Cicerone. The Cicerone certification program is creating the type of people who help you enjoy great beer. Home brewers and craft beer lovers know beer is more flavorful and complex than ever, and it takes some serious knowledge to store and serve beer right. Cicerone's no beer. There are three levels 
in the Cicerone program. Certified beer server, certified Cicerone, and master Cicerone. Cicerones are truly the sommeliers of beer. The best beer locations have a certified Cicerone on staff. Relaxed and unpretentious, Cicerones are tested on storing and serving beer, beer styles, flavor and tasting, the brewing process and ingredients, and pairing food with beer. Learn more about your next beer guide at Cicerone.org. Certified Cicerone, because it takes top talent to present a perfect pint. And now, Northern Brewer presents What If Homebrewers Ruled the World. Ladies and gentlemen, if you'll follow me, I will lead you into the gallery area. Now, the first piece up for sale today is a Jamil Zena Chef original, a bottle of 1997 vintage Evil Twin. Oh, I see. A bidding for this one-of-a-kind piece will start at £7,000. And if you'll continue to follow me, ladies and gentlemen, I can show you a rather abstract piece from Bay Area brewer Justin Crossley. It's a German Doppelbach entitled Justin's Giant Bach. The brewer's notes here indicate that this beer has... Excellent That's just a crazy dream, or is it? With Northern Brewer, a thirsty nation can craft its own ale and water for the greater good of mankind. Northern Brewer, the home of $7.99, brew saver shipping, superior customer service, and the finest selection of home brewing goods for the future. Williams Brewing is your online resource for prompt delivery of quality home brewing supplies. Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and freshest ingredients and the best customer service in the business. Cut hours off your brewing sessions by using one of their 11 varieties of famous Williams Malta Extract. Their new Snaplock stainless steel camlock fittings will make connecting your pump or heat exchanger quick and easy. Or check out their exclusive paintball tank-based draft beer equipment. They even have their own line of precision hydrometers. Go to williamsbrewing.com to browse their vast selection. That's williamsbrewing.com. Orders placed by 4 p.m. Pacific Time weekdays ship the same day. Brewing is easy. The Williams way. Enjoying a, a little uh, ska Mexican lager. Perfect yeah. breakfast beer, huh? <laughs> Absolutely a way to, mm. to, to kick off the day after a uh, long night of uh, enjoying... Uh, similar products. <laughs> similar alcoholic <laughs> products. Yeah, and uh, one thing I wanted to mention is uh, the AHA. You know, we went to the uh, conference, had a great time, mm. and uh, that's one of the the great benefits of being a ha member is you know going to the the conference and uh even i had a good time oh yeah yeah oh it's fantastic and, and they're getting better every every year i think the only the only drawback is the things sell out mm-hmm. and if you are not a ha member you're not going to get that email that tells you that registration is open and you have to be a member anyways to go they don't don't allow you to attend without being a member and uh you know, uh, the AHA is a, a great organization and, uh, you know, all the, all the things that they do for homebrewers and, uh, not only on the, uh, local level, but on national level. Uh, you know, the Zymergy magazine, I think it's, uh, it's a, it's a great organization, uh, helps represent homebrewers and helps, uh, 
uh, ensure homebrewing uh, continues to be legal and, uh, you know, a good thing going forward. So uh, if you get a chance, I'd check out uh, on the Brewing Network. They've got uh, the brewingnetwork.com. There's a link there. You can sign up to be an AHA member. And uh, when you do, it's like 38 bucks. You get great Zymergy magazine. You get the pub. It's the, a year, too. It's not even a, a month, year. right? Yeah. yeah. 38 a year. You get Zymergy magazine. You get the pub discount program. You, you're going to get uh, you know an email telling you when registration opens for the for the conference, and you save money on that too, save, right? Yeah, not well, a, not the price of, members. The price of a membership generally, I think. Right. Yeah, you can't attend unless you're a member. Right. And you uh, get advanced uh, purchases at the for GABF. Right. You also right. Get into the members you can, only. You can be in the members only session of the GABF, which right. is always better. I know when we go, it's the we, best one. We try and hold on to beer that will you know maybe only be served at the gbf uh, member session right so don't they have a special have line to get member. in if you're an ha member don't you get kind of expedited in uh, they did that one year i don't think yeah gonna, i don't know they but, saturday afternoon session but that saturday afternoon session they limit the number of people that can attend yeah and uh so it's a smaller crowd there's beers uh you know that uh a lot of times aren't available in the uh the main session so uh again a, a great value and, and it supports a great organization that uh Again, it's looking out for homebrewers. And if you sign up through the uh, Brewing Network, the Brewing Network gets a small slice of that uh, membership. So it helps the Brewing Network. It helps the AHA. Uh, and it's a lot of good good stuff for you. So uh, check it out. And uh, <coughs> don't forget uh, our speaking other Speaking of sponsors. enjoyment. Speaking of enjoyment. Nice one there. I should have thought of that. Thank you. I'm just too tired. You're running on one cylinder. I am uh, at, at most. Uh, don't forget our other fine sponsor, adamandeve.com. Uh, you know, they have over 18,000. Didn't you know this, Tasty? They get 18,000 items. And so few places to put them. It's kind of amazing how they'd have that many <laughs> yeah. items. Maybe, uh, three holes and eight, 18,000 items. Maybe McDowell would like to read the categories. No. <laughs> What you mean, uh, the, the kind of DVDs the you can get? The kind of DVDs you can yeah, get. Yeah, yeah. So what you do is you go to, uh, adamandeve.com. You use the uh, the code word, the offer code CYBI for Can You Brew It, and then uh, what you're going to get, you get your you buy one item, you get fifty percent off of that, and then they're going to throw in three free DVDs, and the DVDs you choose from uh, a, a wide variety of stuff. They have uh, genres such as anal, amateur, Asian, big breast, big butts, bisexual, chunky. Coeds, fetish, gay, interactive point of view, lesbian, milfs, uh, brewcaster on brewcaster, <laughs> and brewcaster on animal, and animal on brewcaster. Animal on brewcaster. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So all the, all those good. Got to get the dog a break. <laughs> right, right, right. So uh, you can find those at adamandeve.com. and so you get your 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 one item fifty percent off. You're going to get three free DVDs from a, a wide variety of categories. You're going to get... Uh, Real wide. Uh, yeah, spread wide categories. You're going to get uh, free shipping and a free extra gift. So essential, we can't mention on the air. And uh, uh, you just use that offer code, Can You Brew It, C-Y-B-I. And uh, then that lets Adam and Eve know that uh, you guys are listening and uh, supporting them as well. Uh, so a lot of fun. Uh, check it out. You can also shop on your, your mobile phone. Yeah, if you're you're somewhere and uh, you're trying to convince uh, some fine lady that uh, she should go 
<laughs> the, 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 the vibrator on your phone is not enough. She needs yeah. more. I'll, uh, I'll place an I'll, order. I'll, I'll, I'll place an order. Get it. Get it delivered right away. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, how, oh, you won't come home with me tonight? Okay, give me three to four business days. <laughs> three to four business and days. And this is what I'll give to you. And look at this. I know my screen is small on my phone, but like, I mean, it, it's huge. It's how you use it. Look at the dimensions. Exactly. Look at yeah. girth in that thing. <laughs> right. So uh, check them out. Good sponsor. They've been with us uh, quite a long time now, and uh, and have. Uh, uh, stick with the with us the whole time. Yeah. Is Mother's Day coming up soon? <laughs> yes, mother. Yeah, you know, like Mother's Day is coming up or something like that. Yeah. You know, anniversary, and you're like, oh, I forgot to get a gift. Secretary's right. Day. Yeah, <laughs> Secretary's Day. <laughs> I'm sure that happens a lot more than you think. Oh yeah, you know, thirty old, old man day. That's my favorite. Romantic. That's that's every, every day. day. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they celebrate that all the time. All right. Well, another fine show. Good job, JP. I think uh, we all enjoyed. Uh, You're far too lenient on, on that. That beer was not very good. Yeah, I think I think uh, I think we're. I think you're right. <laughs> we're all just, <laughs> just we're beat. We're beat. We're like, okay, well, do we really want JP to attempt this again? No. All right. I'm going to brew it again. I think it was. A, I think it was yeah. a great beer. The, if yeah. you could have had the first keg. That I, wasn't all cidery like this one. I believe it, it. would have been great. I, I loved it. I, th- I thought it was it was right in there. I think it just needs filtering. Yeah. All right. So uh, another great show. Uh, check out our sponsors. Uh, check out northernbrewer.com. Uh, great folks, and they they uh, do a lot to keep this show on the air. And uh, <clears throat> you can you can do your part as well by going to thebrewerynetwork.com. Check out the store there. Uh, lots of goodies: shirts, hats, books, uh, glassware. Uh, all sorts of all sorts of neat stuff that has the BN logo on it and uh, uh, shows that you are a, a supporter of uh, what we do here. And all that goes to the bottom line. Till then, Bruce Strong. And often. <laughs> <laughs>